this is a preview from our angel story today. And I kept questioning, did I hear that right? Did I hear that right? But I knew I had heard it right. And it was just so incredible to me to know that ah, they're, they're on the other side. Like, you, you know, you get these messages all the time and little things that happen and you're always questioning yourself. But I couldn't question that after I thought about it. I'm like, no, that was real. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, today we have Tanya here to share her beautiful angel stories. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thanks, Julie. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. I know that you have one big angel story that, that we're really excited to have you share and then a couple others too. I'm going to have you take it away and share that first one. Okay. Well, I guess... We'll start January of last year. Um, I got a phone call from the care facility. My dad was then telling me he had been rushed to hospital. He'd had a stroke. Being still locked down with COVID here in Ontario, <laughs> back at that time, I wasn't allowed into the hospital. So uh, he had to be transferred to a bigger facility um, because he had been on medication that they couldn't administer the medication they needed to to dissolve the blood clot. So we had to go for emergency surgery because they could see the blood clot on the brain, but couldn't dissolve it. So he was rushed 45 minutes um, to a bigger center. Surgery was performed. It was on the Friday night and he never really pulled out of the surgery. He kind of in and out of like a coma almost state. They could awaken him, but only just for a few seconds at a time and he would go back to sleep. So for two days, he laid in ICU in a hospital bed and they would not let us in to see him which was extremely frustrating. And I was his main caregiver. I have two sisters as well, but I was the main one that looked after most of the things. So I, I had to really fight with the hospital to, to have something done, to be able to get in, to, to see what I could do. Finally, Monday morning, I got a call from the surgeon that said that they uh, didn't feel my dad was ever going to come out of the coma properly. And if he did, his quality of life was gone. So we had to make that decision. So we moved him into palliative care, which at that point, uh, he was in a private room. So they let us in finally to see him. So it was a difficult time. So I guess fast forward to the Tuesday, I decided that I wanted to bring my dad home. I wanted him to come here. I was going to have everything scheduled, uh, hospital bed, nurse, transfer. He needed to be home so everybody could say goodbye because they wouldn't let anybody else in. And I have two other sisters. They were also not going to let one of us in. They were only going to let two. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't okay. It's not right. So the nurse 
at the time told me, you'll never get it arranged. You'll it's, it's, you know, COVID time, you'll never get people in, um, we're shortage of staff. And I'm like, no, nah, no, that's not happening. So I spent pretty much all day Tuesday on the phone, getting everything arranged, uh, hospital bed transfer. I finally, I got a nurse to come in. I have a very close friend that, um, She's a nurse that said, you know what, I'll drop everything and help you if I need to. So I was lucky I had it all arranged. My sister at the time, my middle sister was in Aruba. So she was catching a flight home. So she flew in on the Tuesday night. So I could go home, get everything kind of ready. Then I got a call really early Wednesday morning saying he wasn't stable enough to transfer that um, they felt that it wouldn't be good. He would probably drop, die in the ambulance. And I'm couldn't let that happen either. So what choice do you make? Right. So it was like, okay, I guess I get to the hospital, but I had to get everything canceled in this time. And my sister's calling me, telling me, hurry, he's not doing well. You need to be here. I said, okay, I'm doing the best I can. I have to get everything canceled. You know, I, there's charges for everything. Cause it's all out of pocket. Let me get it canceled. I'll get there as quick, quick as I can. So did that and I had to drive 45 minutes to the hospital, January in Canada, rush hour, snowy roads. You know, I'm like white knuckling, trying to get to the hospital. And she keeps calling me and texting me and calling me. You got to hurry. You got to hurry. So I'm coming down what's called here in Ontario. It's called Hamilton Mountain. And it's kind of like a scary little place that you have to drive. And I'm trying to get there. And all of a sudden, I hear landslide come on the radio. And landslide was the song that my oldest daughter sang at my mom's funeral. Sorry. And every time I hear it, I know my mom's with me. So I acknowledged it. I'm like, thanks, mom. I know you're with me. I know what, you know, everything that's going on. But when the song started, it was a different version of landslide. And it was like a live version, you know, when you hear the live songs that they do. And it was just the instrumental part of it had started. So I'm like, oh, okay, she's with me. And then all of a sudden, just before they started to sing the vocals of the song, the lead singer said, this is for you, daddy. And I, I'm telling you, my heart was in my throat. I was like, did I? And I reached over and I turned the radio up thinking I'm going to hear it again. Of course, it's already, <laughs> it's gone. But it was just so, so overwhelming to me. I could not believe what I heard. And I kept questioning, did I hear that right? Did I hear that right? But I knew I had heard it right. And it was just so incredible to me to know that uh, they're, they're on the other side. Like, you, you know, you get these messages all the time and little things that happen. And you're always questioning yourself. But I couldn't question that after I thought about it. I'm like, no, that was real. And it happened, and I was so incredibly grateful to have that because I didn't make it in time for him to pass away. I got there just, I mean, probably 10 minutes after he passed. Um, I still got to hold his hand and talk to him. But I'm telling you, it was just one of those things that it was just, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. Well, I love that that song signified to you both mom and dad. 
yeah. that, that they're together now that, you know, she was right there helping him transition, mm -hmm. um, that he knew that you were on your way because I really feel like it was him bringing through that, that song to you with mom. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For him, because I was there by his side the entire time. It was hard that I, I couldn't make it in time. And I, and I really know that he knew that that was difficult for me. So that was his way of comfort, right? Bringing that to me for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that story. I love that, that song too. It's such a powerful moving song. It really is. And, you know, for my daughter to sing it um, at my mama's funeral was just, it was great. It was a yeah. special time for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so my other story that I'd love to share is I love your podcast, by the way, I listened to, I've listened to, I think every episode that you've done, but there thank was one, you. Yeah. there's like over 450 episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. So thank you. I have been binging. I walk every morning and I listen. Did you know I give away a new free reading each month to a listener who leaves a five-star rating of this show on Apple Podcasts or Amazon? After you leave five stars, go over to the Contact Me page on my website, theangelmedium.com. Fill out the contact me form, letting us know that you gave five stars. That way we can contact you when you win. The more five stars you leave, the more chances you have to win. And your name always stays in until you do. Don't forget to stay subscribed to our emails so that you know when you've won your free session with me. Sending you so much love and gratitude for your support on this. Thank you. Now let's dive back into the show. Because over the past few years, I've had a lot of um, spiritual things happen to me. So I've really tried to figure out where, what direction to go with it. Yeah. Um, so it's really helped me. So one um, morning, probably a couple months ago, I was sitting out back in the morning having my coffee. And one of your episodes, you did like a, in a lot of them, you do meditation. But this one particular one, you I did this little meditation with you. And all of a sudden, I had this vision of my parents. My dad was fishing and my mom was sitting in her lawn chair reading her book. My mom loved to read. And there was this beautiful lake and this big tree and a picnic table. And I just, I, I could envision everything perfectly. And I thought to myself, I know that spot. It's very familiar to me. And I felt like it was someplace that they used to go up north in the summertime. And there was a cabin and my dad did a lot of fishing and it felt very familiar. And all of a sudden I heard my dad say to me, ask your oldest sister, she'll know. So I text her and she's like, well, who's telling you this? Because she's not really <laughs> into a lot of this. She believes in it, but I think she kind of doesn't sometimes. I said, well, I just got this vision and he's telling me to ask you that you'll know. And she's like, well, yeah, there's a spot up North where we stayed at the cabin and that's where they would clean the fish and they would fish. And that's exactly what it was. So then he said to me, look in the photos you have in the garage, you'll find it one day, you'll find that spot one day. And I have this big stack, Julie, of 
photos that when we cleaned out my dad's house, like boxes and boxes, because my dad was always taking pictures. And he always said to us, these are your memories. This is what you'll have when we're gone. Don't be shy of the camera because we get so mad at us. And we're like, no, you know, we look awful. Don't take our picture. But he had stacks and stacks and stacks that I have yet to go through because there's so many of them. But it's going to be in there one day when I go through, I know I'll find it. But it was just the most incredible vision that came to me. And it was great. Yeah, it was really, it was a good time. Good moment for me. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I truly believe you're going to find that photo. I will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I keep getting that vision of that future moment and, and it's there and it's just so heartwarming. I'm excited for you to have that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough when you lose both your parents and, um, you know, my mom was only 68 when she passed away and my dad, uh, he went through a lot of grieving. Uh, It was really tough for him. And once they're both gone, it's like, that whole childhood is almost lost mm-hmm. and the photos are really all you have. So those are, those are important for sure. You know, we're, we're doing this, um, be your own angel messenger course coming up, uh, in the, just for anybody who wants to, to take it. And I want to try something right now, if you'd be open to it. Yeah. Um, Cause I know that you love those meditations. And so I want you to just put your hands on your heart and anybody who's listening can do this with us, but I want you to put your hand or both of your hands on your heart and just start by taking a deep breath in deep breath out. And I just want you to see in front of you You might see one loved one on the other side. You might see a huge group of loved ones on the other side. They all have the biggest smiles for you. If you see a big group, know that this is your spirit team. If you just see one loved one, know that you have a big spirit team, but that this loved one just really needs to impart messages to you today. And what I want you to do is just get a really clear vision within your imagination of that person's face or just one person from your spirit team, their face. Notice that when you're with this person in your imagination, what do they smell like? What does it feel like when you touch their hands or their shoulder, their cheek, or give them a hug? What does it look like when you look into their eyes? And if you can see anything visually, this is your intuitive imagination coming through to help you. And I just want you to ask this person one question. It could be, tell me what I need to know, bring through the message I need today. Or maybe you're going through a challenging time or you have a pressing question. Ask any one question and then wait for the response that you get back within your own internal dialogue. 
friends, any answer that you need, any time that you need a message, it is always there for you from your team on the other side. They are guiding you, directing you, protecting you at all times. And that message is always there. If you want to go deeper um, in the course, I have 20 different tools that I use with you to help you open up to those signs, open up to those messages, and really teach you how to receive the message, how to decipher the message, how to know when your intuition is right on. And so that message or that course is there for you if it calls to you. Be your own angel messenger. Start September 18th. I'm so excited that you came on the podcast and shared your stories, Tanya. You're just such an amazing individual. And um, I just feel like that love energy radiating out from your heart chakra. So thank you for being here and inspiring the audience. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. It's meant a lot to me. Oh, yes. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs> 